0: Do you ever look at the people sitting across the courtroom, the ones whose lives were ruined by a person you know is guilty as hell? Stephen picked up his coffee mug. Someone's got to defend them. That's how our legal system works. If you're such a bleeding heart, go work for the DA. He pulled a rose out of the trash can, snapped off its stem, and tucked it behind my ear. You've got to get your mind off this. What do you say you and I head out to Rehoboth Beach and body surf? Leaning closer, he added, naked. Sex isn't a band-aid, Stephen. He took a step back. Pardon me if I've forgotten. It's been so long. I don't want to have this discussion now. There isn't one to have, Elle. I've already got a twenty-year-old daughter. But I don't. The words hung in the air, as delicate and arresting as a soap bubble the instant before it bursts. Look, I can understand why you wouldn't want to have the vasectomy reversed, but there are other ways. There aren't. I'm not going to watch you poring over some sperm donor catalog at night, and I don't want a social worker going through everything from my tax records to my underwear drawer trying to decide if I'm worthy enough to raise some Chinese kid who was left on a mountaintop to die of exposure. Stephen, just stop already. You're out of control. To my surprise, he quieted immediately. He sat down tight-lipped and furious that was unnecessary he said finally i mean ellie that really hurt what what you just said god you called me a fucking troll i met his gaze i said you were out of control Stephen blinked then started to laugh out of control oh god i didn't hear you when was the last time you did, I thought, but managed to curb the words before I spoke them. The law offices of Fister, Crown, and Dupre were located in downtown Philadelphia, sprawled across three floors of a modern glass-and-steel skyscraper. I spent hours dressing for my appointment with the partners, discarding four suits before I found the one that I believed made me look most confident. I used extra antiperspirant. I drank a cup of decaf, afraid that the real stuff would make my hands tremble. I mentally plotted the route to the building in my mind and left nearly an hour for travel time, although it was only 15 miles away. At exactly 11 o'clock, I slid behind the wheel of my Honda. Senior partner, I murmured into the rearview mirror, and anything less than $300,000 a year is unacceptable. Sliding my sunglasses on, I headed for the highway. Stephen had left a tape in my car, a mix of what he liked to call his kick-ass music, which he listened to when he was en route to litigations. With a small smile, I pushed it into play, letting the drums and the backbeat thrum through the car. I turned it up loud, so loud that when I changed lanes precipitously, I could barely hear the angry horn of the pickup I'd cut off. Oops, I murmured, flexing my hands on the steering wheel. Almost immediately, it jumped beneath my touch. I gripped it harder, but that only seemed to make the car buck like a Mustang. A clear stream of fear pooled from my throat to my stomach, the quick panic that comes when you realize something has gone terribly wrong, something that it is simply too late to fix. In my rearview mirror, I saw the truck looming closer, honking furiously, as my car gave a great shudder and stopped dead in the middle of 60-mile-per-hour traffic. I closed my eyes, bracing for a crash that never came. I was still trembling 30 minutes later as I stood beside Bob, the namesake of Bob's auto service, while he tried to explain what had happened to my car. Basically, it melted, he said, wiping his hands on his coveralls. The oil pan cracked, the engine seized, and the internal parts glommed together. Glommed together, I repeated slowly. So how do you separate them? You don't. You buy a new engine. You're talking five or six thousand. Five or six... The mechanic started to walk away from me. Hey, what am I supposed to do until then? Bob glanced at my suit, my briefcase, my heels. Get a pair of Reeboks. A telephone began to ring. Shouldn't you get that? The mechanic asked, and I realized the sound was coming from the depths of my own briefcase. I groaned at the